Algar Productions. Welcome to the Post-Atomic Horror, the most comprehensive Star Trek podcast ever produced, with your hosts, Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Supplemental Episode 47. Hi friends, this this is it. This is the end of the line. We're yeah. done with this show. Once again, we have watched all of the Star Trek that there is. Yeah, but this time we're done. Mm-hmm. Like Pa is over. Yeah, not forever. No, but uh, f- until until there's more Star Trek, we're not going to flail anymore. No, we're, we're going. Gonna... We're we're going to go. We're going to go away for a while. You know. Yeah. In fact, uh, we will be telling you more about that presently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but do not be alarmed. After this week, when uh, when your feed is empty, mm-hmm. when when you look on Monday and there's no more Pa, uh, it's because we have switched to another show, which we will be doing uh, sort of parallel to this one w- when there's no Star Trek. Yeah, basically, we so. wanted something like with everything that's going on and like the scheduling of Star Trek in general. It's like, you know, we can't just keep going back to like random stuff or like whatever so th- we we tried a little of everything yeah. like we tried revisiting old shows mm-hmm. and then we tried different shows and we tried sort of like um uh, fan films and video games and like all the sort of star trek extra stuff mm-hmm. like i i think it's safe to say we've covered every possible angle there is without completely going off message yeah. so uh I, actually we might as well just go ahead and say it now there's no reason to, to save this tease Till later. Uh, what we will be doing is the podcast that we had always talked about doing mm-hmm. when Star Trek ended, when we thought the end was at the end of Enterprise, yeah. uh, which is a uh, podcast uh, relating to the Bruce Tim animated DC animated yeah. universe, starting with Batman the animated series, going on to Superman, Superman and Justice League, Batman Beyond, Batman Beyond. All, all of that stuff. Um, that is a huge undertaking that, under normal circumstances, would take you know, another decade mm-hmm. to get through. Uh, bearing in mind that we will be switching back to Star Trek when it comes back, it could take much longer. Yes. So it's just going to come out weekly when there's no pod. Mm-hmm. They won't They won't be running side by side. We're not creating more work for ourselves. We'll be doing the same amount of work just on a different show. Yeah. Um, the format of the show will be basically the same as this one. Probably. Uh, it will be on a different feed. A bunch of people had asked this. Mm. Um uh, you will have to subscribe to this show separately. I don't want to assume that everyone listening to this is going to want to hear that yeah. any more than people who only want to hear that care about Star Trek. Like, there, there's going to be a lot of overlap, but I don't think it's exactly the same audience. Mm-hmm. So they will be separate shows. Um, I've already set a web, set up a website for it. It's kidslovebatman.com. Yep. That's the name of the show, Kids Love Batman. Kids Love Batman. Yes. And uh, it'll be on iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher. Uh, very soon. Mm-hmm. So we just got to do an uh, episode first. Yes, exactly. Once I do that, I can set up the RSS feed and then, then it all populates to those places. Yeah. So by the time the first episode drops, it should be in all your favorite podcasting places. Yeah. So, so that's what's happening there. But first we should answer the mail. We should, we should clear out the last of the Star Trek business before we go on hiatus. Yes. Before we take a, 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 a break. Yeah. I was going to say a well-deserved break. I guess it's not for me to say that. I mean, but, uh, I deserve a break. Today? At McDonald's? I, yes. Listen. Okay. The last couple of weeks, I deserve a fucking break. Look, the whole world deserves a break. But yeah, we sure do. 
But that said, I thought we had agreed we weren't going to talk about that stuff. Uh, look, it's it weighs heavily on my mind. Look, mine too, but, you know, escapism. Yes. Let's like, escapism. Look, we're, we're, we're doing a little jig over here. Look at us. Uh-huh. Look, at, uh-huh. look at our jig. You sent me a a video of uh or a, a gif of Kearney doing a little dance this week. Yes, that delighted me so much I left it on for the rest of the day. <laughs> oh, that's great! Oh, just that's, check that's... in with it, and he's still like, oh, "That's a very nice jig, Kearney." I don't even remember the episode, but that reference is in my head whenever someone's because you said uh, I'm feeling down, I need a diversion mm-hmm. or something, and I say, oh, "Well, this is the best diversion I can think of." I mean, it worked. Yep. It's important to take pleasure in the little things right now, you know? And the little things for us have always been Simpsons quotes. Like like everyone in our general age group. Uh-huh. Simpsons quotes. Yeah. Until you read that uh, Rebecca Sugar comic. Oh, man. Way to destroy about Simpsons me. Simpsons quotes. That, yeah. It was very good. Thanks a lot, Devlin. Yes. I will, uh, I will put a link to that in the show notes uh, just because we mentioned it and it's very good. Mm-hmm. Rebecca Sugar, the, the creator of Steven Universe. Uh that was not her first sort of bittersweet rodeo. No. Uh, she she made this comic, and I'm sure probably other things like it, that just have that perfect mix of of sweet and relatable and sad, and it's very good. I was delighted to learn. This is getting off topic a little bit, but I was delighted to learn. Topic? Rebecca Sugar. Um, <laughs> someone found her old, like, her old Invader Zim fan art. Oh, nice. From around, like, 2001, 2002, and I'm just, like, looking through it and mm-hmm. was like, yeah, this all seems very familiar. Yep. To someone who was also on those message boards. It's so weird seeing people in, like, prominent in media now being sort of the same fanboys and fangirls that we were. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, oh, yeah. And, I mean, you're, it makes... You're a person. Yeah. I mean, it makes perfect sense if you think about it for, like, a second. Yes. Because... They're humans mm-hmm. with similar interests, of course. Yeah. But, you know, you think of those people as being your betters. <laughs> like, no, no, you didn't do this. You did something much cooler. You have a TV show on, uh, a critically acclaimed television show on the Cartoon Network. You're nothing like me. Yes. Oh, wait. In fact, the, uh, the, the, the final few episodes of that just dropped uh, this week, yeah. actually. Uh, and uh, unsurprisingly, I was like a mess of tears and snot when that was over. Yeah, I got to play catch up wow. on that. Uh, Steven Universe Future was, it was sort of a sequel series or an epilogue or whatever, but also very good. Like when you, when you do your rewatch, just remember there's more after that. Yeah. Because there's, there's also this series, which is technically a different series, but basically Mm. the same. All right. Let us dive into the mail. Mail. This one actually was intended for the previous, uh, supplemental that we did. Uh, before we started into the newer stuff again, mm-hmm. like the, the shorts and then Picard. Um, and it came just too late. This actually was sent to us on uh, Christmas Eve. Oh. Um, and it is from Hannah. Hi, Hannah. And Hannah said, did I miss the supplemental? I wrote you a limerick. Oh, I'm sorry you did. Yes. In fact, I even, like, usually I just sit on the mail, but, like, I, I wanted to reply to her and said, you know, I, I'm sorry you did miss it, but this is fantastic. Because uh-huh. it is fantastic. Uh, Okay, here we go. There were once these podcasting pals who went by the names Matt and Al. For a decade they watched all the Star Trek and talked, and I never laughed more than with y'all. That's super nice. It is, but Al doesn't rhyme with y'all, I'm sorry. No, this was great. It's nice that she got to wait until after Christmas for that critique, Al. (laughs) Very good. My name name doesn't sound like y'all. Look, man... 
I don't know how poetry works. No, I guess that's true. I know how limericks work. That's about the extent. And haiku. Yeah. But no, this is very good. I'm I am teasing. This is this is very That's good. delightful. Thank In fact, you. she even says, "Sorry, it's not very good. I'm quite drunk." But she's wrong about that. It's very good. I'm glad you're quite drunk. Yes, thank you, Hannah. I mean, this was this was Christmas Eve. I I, I have but, definitely uh, had those moments. Where I'm like, oh, I'm drunk as hell. I'm gonna send a podcast that I like a poem. <laughs> Don't do that. We love that. Mm-hmm. We love we love when you send us poems or songs or pictures yep. or like we have a we have a video a little bit later in the in the mail here. If you draw like, a picture, Al will put it on his wall. I've seen it. Oh, of course. My wall is covered in that yeah. stuff. I mean, stuff that I've commissioned for the show, stuff that people have sent mm-hmm. us, you know, who listen. Like I it, I I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about something personal for a second. Right. Like I've um I I'm doing therapy like as as many people should mm-hmm. as honestly i think as everyone should I, it's very helpful yeah um and one of the things that my therapist has said is is good for me is healthy for me is that mm-hmm. like having remind keeping reminders around of the things that you've done like your successes your your you know things to be happy about like the fact that my room is covered like my office is covered in uh, artwork from all the shows that we've mm-hmm. done lifts my spirits nice. and she says that's that's a that's a good thing that's a healthy thing that's a thing we like recommend to people sometimes oh so okay keep little reminders around so you know maybe feel better it didn't make me feel quite so like uh egocentric like look look at this shrine to me <laughs> look therapy approved it's healthy shut up <laughs> kid tested therapy approved yes uh let's say this one comes from david all right hi david he says guys hi one have you seen the book American Cornball? It is a history of comedy in America and why people thought now terrible jokes were funny. Mm. It'd be Al's birthday present if that wouldn't be weird. That might be a little weird, like maybe don't buy us stuff. That would make us just a little uncomfortable as mm. all. But, you know, making stuff is cool. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I don't want to speak for you, of course, but I, I would feel a little weird if, if someone just like bought me a yeah, thing. I, 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 I don't know how to handle that kind of thing. I I feel that way when my friends do it. To be clear, uh-huh. like I I feel awkward when I get a gift. It's like, oh, now I have to get you a gift. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not how it works, but but that's how I think of it. Our anyway. friendship is so reciprocal. Yes, it's transactional. Uh-huh. It's very transactional. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, no, reciprocal works too. Oh, good. But um, uh, this this does sound like an interesting book, and I will absolutely uh, add it to the list of things that maybe one day I will read. It's about the history of the cornballer. Uh-huh. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Every time! Uh, let's see. Two. Talk of catharsis and depression during Stupid Piece of Shit reminded me of my favorite song, Number 88 by Lo-Fi, mm. which is depression in song form. Sweet, sweet catharsis. And he's provided a link here, which I will put in the show notes. Nice. Uh, three. You mentioned some transphobic material by Kate McKinnon in the past, and Matt asked to the world, is anyone not a monster? How have you guys worked on growing out of being monsters, given some stuff you regret in your early material? What's your advice to someone who wants to do the same? Oh, boy. Um, so let's get real heavy here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, man. <laughs> well, first, I think it's very clear to say we are not experts on how to make, like, how to be better people. Absolutely We're trying, but... not. So all of all of the next things that we say are are. Like, uh, you know, our best take on this, but yeah. it's not necessarily the best take. It's I mean, just... this is sort of what works for us yeah. two people. 
doing a podcast with some stuff that we are not thrilled about. No, but we have we have a public forum mm-hmm. and we have said things in this public forum that reflect our changing outlooks. Mm-hmm. We see things differently now than we did when we started this yeah. like all of this 11 years ago, this particular show 10 years mm-hmm. ago. But I I think for me the main thing is the first thing that I just said. I am not an expert. I don't know. It's it's admitting ignorance. It's yeah. being willing to say I don't know what I'm talking about and I'm willing to hear like I would never presume to speak for any sort of marginalized people, any like people of color or queer people or any anybody, you know, any any sort of marginalized group. Mm. Like if someone from that group with direct experience tells me I'm wrong, my knee-jerk reaction needs to not be, well, you don't know what you're talking about. It's to shut up and listen. Yeah. And be open to be open to like, you know, changing your opinion, you know? Yeah. Like listen, listen to women, listen to people of color, listen to like disabled people, listen to queer people. Like their their experience is what should guide you, not your assumptions. Yeah. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. I'm sorry, I cut you off. You were going to say I don't stuff. remember any. I don't fucking remember. I'm any. sorry. And, you know, just like, you know, be open to other people's experiences. Yeah. Apologize when you, you know, when you realize you're wrong. Yeah, try and, and try, try to set other people straight if you can, too. Like, yeah. that's a that's a harder one to walk because you don't know if it's going to get through. You don't want to necessarily be confrontational, mm-hmm. but you also don't want the ignorance to continue, yeah. you know? You just, you know, you try so. to be better. Yeah, that's the thing. You just you keep trying, mm-hmm. and and you got to be willing to continue trying. Yeah, and the things that I think, to, like the things I think today, are not. I haven't I haven't gotten to some perfect level. No, like I'll look back on now, ten years from now, and say, "Oh my god, yeah. I was so ignorant." Mm-hmm. Like it's just a constant struggle. It's just the first step is being willing to admit that you can be wrong mm-hmm. and listen to other people you know so that's all yeah uh let's see this one comes from ben Mm -hmm. and ben this is a a bit of a long one and uh matt i will send this to you because there's some there's some really nice sort of heartfelt stuff in here um but he he boils it down at the end uh tldr your work means so much to me and both of you matt and al are loved and i'll be listening every week as long as you're putting out content like there's a lot of stuff about like um uh, helping him through his depression and that sort of thing. And uh, I'm I'm always very humbled to hear that yeah. sort of thing. Thanks. As people who, you know, deal with various stuff, it's nice to know to, that, you know, we're getting out to people who also deal with various stuff. Yeah, and also, you know, we weren't going to talk about, like, uh, the world situation, and I'm, I, I stand by that. Mm-hmm. But just generally speaking, everyone's a little more bummed out right now. Yeah. And, you know... I'm not going to say we're heroes, but <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the word hero gets tossed around a lot on this show, certainly in my household. <laughs> okay, this one comes from Nathan, All right. not uh not not our friend Nathan. Hey Nathan, not our Nathan. Um some stuff about uh Picard and there's there's a lot of words here. I will, right. try, I will try to summarize. Uh let's see. The way Raffi and Rios acted with Agnes feels awfully orchestrated. Rios knew about Raffi's breakdown and her estranged son in a previous scene. Then suddenly, with this death on board, Raffi gets real chummy with Agnes and feeds her lots of cake and milk. Isn't Raffi an intel? Oh, see, a lot of this is speculation about where Picard is going, and now we know oh, this already. Yeah. So, mm, 
your theory there was not correct. Uh, let's see. Hugh was killed off too quickly, it says. I agree. Uh, I have no opinion of that. <laughs> I was probably never going to see that character again either way, so it doesn't really matter. I have no opinion on this man called Hugh. Mm. No, no, no. I loved Hugh. Mm-hmm. He was my good thing in that episode. Yeah. I just, like, killing off a character that's never going to appear again anyway doesn't, like, I understand that bothers some people. Mm. But to me, if I don't see them, then they might as well be dead anyway. It doesn't really matter to me. I mean, you know what fair. I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, he says, did I miss some sort of summary podcast after Disco? I know the last season had issues and was generally uneven, but during the Picard podcast, I keep hearing both of you comment with a fair amount of disdain, which I didn't really get from your reviews on Disco. I seem to have liked it better than you two did, the overarching plot notwithstanding. Mm. That was, I mean, I talked about this a little bit before. I didn't love any of the plot of Disco mm-hmm. for either season. I like most of the characters. Yes. But um, I felt like I didn't want to be hugely negative after a whole year of Enterprise. Yeah. So I probably pulled my punches a little. And now that we have a show that we like a little more, I felt safer in saying, eh, you know what? I didn't really like that that mm. much. Yeah, fair. So... I know you you didn't have quite the problems I did. No, but, I, I uh, liked it better than you did. <laughs> the Red Angel it, stuff's still fucking bad, though. And that was the whole thing. Yeah. That was the entire 15-episode season, man. I just, my fondness for all of the characters out, outweighs my dislike for what they were doing. It's the Voyager thing again. Yeah, but we except didn't I like Voyager. Like, except I like more of the people in Disco than I do in Voyager. Yeah. I think but... I like almost everybody in Disco. Except for uh, yeah, bag salad. I mean, except that, except that one guy. Yeah, but I don't know. Again, looking back, we we generally say, like, skip Voyager. It's not very good. Mm-hmm. Would you say you still like Discovery as a show? I'd watch it again. Ah, see, that's the test for me. Yeah. Would I watch it again? And like, I'd probably watch two or three episodes, and that's it so mm-hmm. far. Of the thirty they've made, I think maybe three, and that's not a that's not a good success rate. No, I'd watch uh, I'd watch both seasons of Disco again. Um, I no. would not watch all. I would watch maybe like a handful of episodes of Voyager again. Mm. I'd probably also watch about thirty episodes of Voyager. The difference is, you know, there's a lot more to pick from. Mm. I'd throw Enterprise into a bucket and then throw up on it. Yeah, I don't ever want to watch anything from the wor- the, the, the worst, the, just again. just the the worst thing. The worst thing, the worst thing we've ever had, we've ever done. Yes. No, I said it at the time, like absolutely the worst, uh, the worst show I've ever mm-hmm. watched on purpose. Like there's plenty of shows I've tried yep. and then given up on, but I never stuck with anything that long. I don't have the patience. Mm-hmm. It's just terrible. And the more I think about it, the angrier. Yeah. Cause it's real fucking bad. Yep. It's a bad fucking show, man. Well, well bad fucking as, people. And as Star Trek fandom, like, sort of crawls out of the woodwork Mm. again. Like, fandom was kind of disorganized. There wasn't a lot of it. I'm seeing a lot more memes, a lot more just general talk. Sure. And there's a bunch of people out there talking about how Enterprise was good. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't. I don't, I, I, look, I don't get it, but like. Like, I respect people who like Voyager and can say, Mm -hmm. look, yeah, I know. I saw past the flaws and I still liked it. But Enter- Enterprise objectively did some fundamental things that don't belong yeah. in Star Trek. And I'm not talking about Gene's vision. I'm talking about just the general philosophy of all of Star Shouldn't Trek. Shouldn't be on fucking, yeah. Like, 
people talk about how dark DS9 got, but the whole point was that those people were trying to do the right thing mm-hmm. while everything around them turned to shit. Yeah. Like, on Enterprise, they always just, ugh, ugh, they, hate them. They, all, they always did the worst thing, and it always yep. felt like they were doing taking the easy way out. And they never felt any consequences for no, it. No, never. Like, that, ever. Uh, that ship full of uh, people that they robbed is still out there somewhere. I mean, they're probably long dead. Yeah, probably. Probably a ship full of skeletons now. Best kind of ship. I figured that would get you. Alice, their skeleton crew. Oh, God. <laughs> ah. Okay. Next one comes from our friend Dan from Australia. Hi, Dan. And he says, Dear Post-Atomic Horror, I think Agnes should be given a break. The beginning of Broken Pieces show that the information the Romulans see leads most to kill themselves. Only Nerissa can withstand this, probably because she has the strength of will to make it home and make sweet incest love with her brother. So, he's saying that the the vision that made those Romulans kill themselves mm-hmm. is what drove her to kill Bruce Maddox. I mean, and, yeah, fine. All right. That's the that's what the show was sort of hoping we would we would take from it too. Um, mm-hmm. w- Dan, reach out to me on Twitter. When did you find out her name was Nerissa? Because I didn't find out until the last episode, and I'm wondering what you saw to get to get you before that. Yeah, it was definitely before that. Um, I thought her name was fucking Rizzo right up until the last episode. Well, that was her assumed name. Yeah, when she was when she was undercover in Starfleet. But mm, no, they said it on screen. Not not just in the last episode. I like, must I must have missed it because. I, I remember a note from doing that episode where it's where someone calls her Nerissa. And I'm like, motherfucker, you can't reveal her name 20 minutes before she's definitely going to get murdered. I mean, that's how that show rolled the whole time. True. They would they would trot out all sorts of things with no explanation. Mm-hmm. And then for six episodes, you wouldn't know what the hell was going on. And then they'd tell you and then it would be gone. Yep. That's just, you know, or they would say, oh, these two knew each other the whole time. Didn't you know? Apparently not. These two have yeah. been dating. Yep. What? No, yeah. we're not going to show you. Why would you be interested in that? <laughs> no. Why would I want to know that? <laughs> uh, this next one comes from Richard. Hi, Richard. Uh, Richard, the one who who has written us all the delightful songs. In fact, uh, earlier in the in the mail, uh, he had sent his um, uh, Captain Picard song mm. that, that we had played, oh, I think, on the first yes. or second episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was very good. Uh, in fact, I'm just going to play that again. All right. Who's that guy picking grapes in the yard? I'm Captain Picard. Good. Because it is delightful. <laughs> uh, but uh, he has sent a video, which I will put in the show notes. Uh, by the way, if, if you're wondering, show notes, uh, postatomichorror.com mm-hmm. and uh, just look up the supplementals and this supplemental will have its own page with with show notes. I, do, I realized since I moved away from the type of website we used to have, I, I didn't make that clear but you, you can get to them from our website mm-hmm. it's not difficult uh but it's a it's a video of him watching uh, uh the animated series and it's his dog uh reacting to dick bats and it is delightful <laughs> all right uh next one comes from dan a different dan hi not, dan not dan from australia but another dan he says hi alan matt the following contains spoilers for the original mass effect trilogy oh god i'm falling asleep already uh-huh. uh this may just be because my wife and I are currently playing through Mass Effect again. Nice. But are either of you getting a Mass Effect 5 from Star Trek Picard? Yes, uh, Matt mentioned that a few times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at a base level, I'm finding the aesthetics to be very in line, though, I've, to be fair, I felt the same about Discovery. Mm-hmm. See, I don't think those shows have a similar 
aesthetic at all. I don't know about the Mass Effect part, but there's the card of discovery looks so different. The to me. off the top of my head, the uh the hologram uh computer panels that they use now is very Mass Effect to me. Okay. And I mean that could also like I I think I mentioned this at the time that it was like a lot of disco was reminding me of Mass Effect. Um, could be. There's like uh Picard has like just off the top of my head, uh I mentioned this before, fucking Les Arena is a Mass Effect looking ship. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, I assume so. Yeah. Um, he like, says, on top of that, mm. a message left by an ancient civilization warning about an extragalactic group of machines that will come in and purge all organics, mm -hmm. an emphasis on how organic and synthetic life will inevitably try to exterminate each other, all seems like it was ripped right out of Mass Effect. A hero who saved the galaxy before, but nobody believes until it's too late, having to co cobble together a team on a tiny ship. Okay, but so many of these are from all science fiction. You can't say Mass Effect inve invented machines that want to kill people. That's been around since robot stories yeah. no i i'll i'll give you um the like the unstoppable army of synthetics that's being summoned from another universe to wipe out all mm. of or all organics that's the basic plot of mass effect but um yeah, but it's the basic plot of so many like like i've read a lot of sci-fi stories mm. that have basically that oh i'm sure like this also it tied to control on discovery mm. so you know I, i'm just saying th watching picard at the time Mm -hmm. All I could think was, well, I, I've done this. See, it, <laughs> it just makes me... Your universal threat can't be that bad. I stopped it. <laughs> it just makes me think of whenever people see a scene ripped off from a movie, they mm. say, oh, this is from The Simpsons. Like, no, no, it's from... Oh, my God. Like, Mass Effect didn't invent these things. No. Invent these things. There is... There is def I have definitely seen some aesthetic stuff that reminds me a lot of Mass Effect. Though. Yeah, no, that, that is probably true. But also the sort of zeitgeist of science fiction just happens to be that. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe they're just sort of contributing to that. You that's know entirely I mean? possible. It could just be, like, that's just what science fiction sort of looks like right now, you know? Yeah, we talked about this recently. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like all those movies that started looking like Star Wars or then yeah. Alien. Like, just big influential things do that. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, like, so. you know, I identify with Mass Effect because it's a big fucking deal for me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, this one comes from Scott. Hi, Scott. Uh, he says, he says, formerly gay Scott here. Oh, I mean, hey, I'm still gay, but I'm trying a new suit today. <laughs> Pseudo Scott. Uh, anyway, on to my question. What do you think Picard season two is going to be about? And what do you think it should be about? Uh, I mentioned that. I think I mentioned this before. I think two is going to be the big reunion show. Like this is when they're going to start bringing in. TNG guys. Mm, I don't think so. I mean, I don't think, I think we're going to see more of them, mm -hmm. but I don't think we're going to see a greater quantity than we did this season. Cause I mean, this season we got data and we got Troy and we got Riker. We got, we got like three of the main bridge guys. Yep. So there's only like four left mm -hmm. and we're getting guy. And that doesn't even count. Like that's yeah. a nice, that's a nice sort of deeper bench pull, but, mm -hmm. but I, maybe we'll see like Jordy or, or Bever, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I don't like I don't necessarily think the whole family's going to get back together at any point. Mm. Just the way the way they've the way they've sort of telegraphed how they're running the show. So, I don't I, I have no idea what the plot's going to be. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I like again, I like this crew enough that I want to see them go on more adventures. Yeah. Um I mean except Elmo, but yeah. Yeah, of course. Oh god. I right up until you said that I legit forgot Elmo existed. Mhm. Mm 
He's the bag salad of this show. Yep. He used his ninja skills to disappear from my brain. <laughs> and then he was sad because you didn't remember him because you're best friends. You don't remember Elmo? <laughs> he didn't remember Elmo? <laughs> Blimey. <laughs> or Bruce, as he's sometimes known. <laughs> no, I... I did not like the plot resolution of Picard like at all. I I was really dissatisfied and having another week the to think about it. Turning him into a robot to yeah. plot is that yeah, the one exactly. you're referring to? Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. I think it might have been you who said it felt like he was supposed to die at the end of that story and that may might have been how it should have gone. Yeah, like just a great 10-hour miniseries of about, Picard's last adventure yeah. and then he dies. Yeah, but like, you know, I could easily see them going, uh we got yep. another well, season. Sir Patrick's still into it. Let's let's do yeah. it. Just escape hatch. And also, do, like, doing that means that, like, if they want to do, like, an actual death of Picard going forward, which I think is a great, would be a great way to end the series, it's going to look yeah. artificial and crappy, you know? like Yeah, now it's, now it's going to be tacked on. Yeah. I mean, he could die in a big explosion saving everyone like Data did, mm-hmm. but, eh, you know. That's not how Patrick. That's not how Captain Picard dies. It could he be. He needs a sad old man death so I can cry. I, mean, I would prefer that. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is we said this last week. Like the the death scene, like the the death and reaction scenes that we got were pretty good. Yeah. If we'd, if we'd had some reactions from the guys we already knew, if we saw how Bill and Deanna had reacted to his death, or there's where you put your cameos in by the other guys, yeah. like. Like, across the galaxy, you do a, a montage of all his surviving friends hearing the news and how they react. Yeah. That would be very good. Like, I would... I look forward to seeing another season of this show, but on the other hand, it should have ended there. Yeah. Like, that's clearly where the story was supposed to end, and they said, Nemesis was a terrible way to go out. Here is a nice 10-hour epilogue. Yeah. And that would have been great, mm-hmm. but... That worked for Data. Did. Yes, it did. It absolutely yeah. did for him. But I, I will say this of all of all the problems that I had is mm. what I was starting to say. I will say they cleared the decks. They did not do that thing like Discovery's done this and some other shows do this, where it's like, okay, but clearly you still have a bunch of unfinished business that you're going to deal with in in season two. Oh yeah, I was I was so certain there was going to be like a like a Marvel style post credit sequence, which is next season on Picard, fucking still waiting for Steela to show up. Or I just thought the um the last like the last five minutes would be getting them into the new thing. Yeah. It's like, okay, we're done with this adventure and let's ride off into the sunset. Uh Oh, here's like at the end of disco season one, where they run into the enterprise. Yeah, Disco's done it every year. Like, yeah, exactly. Like now here's the new thing. Every year of its two years. (laughs) Right. But a lot of TV shows do that. Sure. And you know, I'm impressed that they just left it where it was. Yeah. Like like, that could could go anywhere. Yeah. Like that could be it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we if we never had another season of Picard, like, you know, cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's had a good fine. These guys went off and had more. Adve- like, he's still got a found family that he's off having adventures mm-hmm. with, just like he always did. Yeah. It's not the same guys, but these guys are still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay. This one comes from John, and he says, Hi, I was kind of let down, but at the end of season one, yeah, me too, uh, with the V'ger music from the motion picture in the theme of Picard, I did not catch that. No, I didn't either. I know there's a lot of music quotes throughout, like, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the score. No, but there's I, a there's a few I noticed, but um, that one I didn't catch. Yeah. 
He said, I was really hoping the planet that Voyager met would come into play. Who knows, maybe those robot eels would be the new enemy trying to find a way back in in Season 2. Uh, what are your thoughts on Picard being a synth himself? Do you think they will mention V'ger in future episodes or just keep it as a cameo in the theme? I mean, I hate that Picard's a uh, a synth. Yeah, not thrilled. Like I said, I think it's going to have... I think I said this on the show. It mm -hmm. might have just been in the pre-show. That, that he was so worried about not being a Borg. Yeah. And now he's all machine. That's got to fuck with him. Yeah, that's gotta you would think. trigger him, you know? You would, yeah. And the fact and, that they don't, like, they did, like, they touch on the Borg stuff, which is such an important part of his character, and just completely forget about it by the end of the show is like... Yeah, he had he had a couple of very heart-wrenching scenes mm -hmm. between him and Hugh and then him and Seven, or I, I got the order reversed, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like, like it, it feels like a massive misstep for a show that otherwise, you know, did pretty well with that kind of thing. And I know a synthetic human body is not the same as a Borg. Sure. I get that. He's He's got autonomy. He mm -hmm. do, He's not part of a collective, but it's still got to trigger him somewhere. Yeah. It's similar. They took his mind out and they put it into a synthetic body. Mm -hmm. That's that's not great. I put my brain in a robot body. But that said, I'm, I want to be a Adrian Barbobot. I'm thirty percent tungsten. Donk donk. Uh -huh. I'm thirty percent diplomat. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I I feel like all of that said, the synth stuff. I this is a total guess. Mm. Is probably not going to come up again. I feel like whatever else the show is committed to doing something new next year. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be any lingering. Like, I don't think we're going to see Narek crawling out of a crater <laughs> or, you know what I mean? We're just like, waiting for Rizzo's hand to come up fucking out of a pile of garbage or whatever. You mean Narizzo? <laughs> yes, Narizzo. I don't think Commodore O is going to be a recurring villain. I, like, I, I could be wrong mm -hmm. about all this, but the smart choice, if I were running this show... Mm -hmm would be to, like, no more Romulans. Like, last yeah. year was the Romulan and Borg season. Mm -hmm. This year would be something else. Yeah. Explore some other part of, like, there's a lot of stuff tied to Picard you could do. Oh, yeah. I mentioned this a bunch of times, but God, I would love to see Q come back. Uh, of course. I want to see that so badly, I almost wrote erotic fi f uh, fan fiction about it. And I don't <laughs> write fan fiction except for the fan fiction that I write. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we have a whole fan fiction series. I what always are you forget about? that that's fan fiction. That's to me. That's the best sell. Everyone says like, "Oh, you do a, a another Star Trek podcast." And okay, yes, it is technically distributed in podcast form, but mm -hmm. this is a podcast. This here, what we're doing now, two two guys talking about stuff. Mm -hmm. I understand that podcasts can be more than that, but when you say it to people, that's what they think. Yeah. So Endeavor is a podcast, but it's not. It's a it's a fanfic. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a it's an audio play fanfic that you can get like a podcast, but I, I know that's nitpicking, but people make assumptions. Yeah. When you say we have a, we have a second Star Trek podcast. Oh, so it's more of you talking about, no, no, it's something I mean, else. It's characters and stories and yeah. you know, it's a different thing. So that is actually all the mail that we have. Oh, wow. Like I said, we didn't, we didn't have a ton this time. All right. Uh, any, any final thoughts? Like I said, we're done with Star Trek until uh, question marks. Yeah. I don't know. I like Star Trek. We've been doing this for a long time. Probably time yeah. to probably time to, you know, take a little time off. I like you know, I still love the original series mm -hmm. and Next Gen and DS9. Yeah. And I still love bits of Voyager and I still love the characters from Disco, but like there's at this point, at this stage, I would say like the last four series have been 
Like Picard was the best of the lot so far. Sure. But none of them have had me as excited as I was watching any of those others. I mean, you know, DS9 still, you know, top of the heap for me. Yeah, but I'm not even yeah, same. But I'm not I'm talking about original series and next yeah. gen also. Like there's there hasn't been anything as consistently and I say consistent, mm. bearing in mind that half of next gen was garbage. <laughs> yeah. It's just cons- like and at least, and at least out- half of the original series. Oh yeah. But you could pick out fifty amazing episodes mm-hmm. of, of Next Gen out of 178, mind you, but 50 like outstanding, like uh, on a scale of one to 10, at least a seven or an eight, mm. like episodes of that show. And I haven't felt like there's been that much good Star Trek material in a long time. And that, you know, like I'm getting a little worn out on this. I want what I want is the variety we've been promised. Sure. Well, because right now we're just getting dribs and drabs of shows that I'm not like Picard was better than I expected. Yeah. But. I'm still, it's not as exciting as, you know, I don't know. Like, if it doesn't come back for two or three years, eh, it's fine. Sure. Which, but, I mean, you know, n- nothing's yeah. coming back for uh, two or three years. Yeah, I mean, production's been suspended on everything. I, I was I was talking to Nate about this, actually, because mm. Nate works in animation. Yeah. Like, does this affect animation? And it may not. Mm. Like, he's he, his main answer was, it is different for every single show. Sure. The shows that I've worked on are not necessarily representative of anything else Mm. but that said they can still work from home i mean that's true Mm. you can't really star trek from home unless you do a lot of view screen stuff no 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 but what i'm saying is maybe lower decks is still on target oh the uh the animated show yeah i can see that yeah or uh the other animated show that we know almost nothing about yeah like maybe the live action shows are suspended because everyone's got a social distance but maybe the animation is still on track. I don't yeah, know, well, but there's a chance that that'll that'll come back sooner than we think. I can definitely see CBS wanting to uh to pump out something soon just I mean, cuz like there's well, going to be there's there's not going to be like a lot of content for a while. No, everyone's stuck at home and yeah. wants to watch stuff and no one can make stuff. Yeah. So we're we're at a bottleneck right now yeah. and what's going to happen is everyone's going to go back to their lives. And then all this content is going to come flooding out again. Mm-hmm. And everyone's going to be stressed because they won't have time to watch twice as many shows. Yeah. But in any case, mm-hmm. uh, just just so you guys are clear, if I didn't make it abundantly clear at the beginning, Pa is not ending. We're just on pause until there's more stuff to cover. Yeah. We will be doing the Kids Love Batman podcast mm-hmm. uh, starting... Actually, technically this week we're doing a we're doing a quick little overview episode, but yeah. that's that's just a little wafer. It's nothing. Uh, but the first proper episode covering the first two episodes of Batman the Animated Series will be posting uh, Monday, April 13th. Yeah. So and then just like Pa, every Monday it'll be out. Yeah. And two episodes here or one yeah. two parter, depending. Yeah. Uh, the two parters almost always get split up. Of just course they fucking do. The way it works. Like, yeah, every every time it just falls on like an odd number. Mm-hmm. So that's unfortunate. But um you will be hearing all of the same guests that you hear on Pa regularly. Every one of them has said, Yeah, I'll do this. Yeah. Uh some of them excited Batman fans, others, no, I've never seen that show. I'll give it a try. But but Ooh. everyone will be there. And adding a few new people to the mix. Yeah. So pretty exciting times. Yeah. And it'll be nice to cover a uh, franchise that I'm legit excited about. Yeah. So that'll be good. So I uh, look forward to that, and we'll be back when Star Trek decides to come back. Yeah. That's all for now. Yeah. See you, folks. <laughs>
The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Elgar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2020. Please don't sue us, we're just doing this for fun.